0: welcome to another episode of classic gaming brothers i'm zach
1: and i'm seth
0: and we are the classic gaming brothers
1: uh, still brothers and still classy
0: that's right still brothers still classy still classic and uh and yeah and yeah our, our brother status hasn't changed
1: that brother status hasn't changed we're two brothers and we're making a podcast where we talk about video games that's right Uh, if you're new to the show then we'll uh go through i don't think we did this in our last episode but if you're new to the show then you didn't listen to our last episode so, if you're new to the show, we'll have three segments: an intro section segment where we'll talk about what we recently played. We'll have a middle segment where we'll talk about uh, topic of the week, and uh, we'll have a closing segment called Buy Wait Pass, where we'll talk about games upcoming that we're excited about buying, waiting, or passing on. Absolutely. I don't know how, don't know how you can be excited about passing on something, but well, I, I don't. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you ever you ever just want to, like, not do something?
1: Yeah. I'm <laughs> pretty excited like, about it. Day of my life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah, I don't have to do that. I'm excited I'm really, now.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about that game for other people to play it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: We, we have a positive attitude here. We try not to, uh, we don't hit yeah. on games. unless We don't hit on games. It. Uh,
1: yes, it's true. Like, XCOM Enforcer or Sonic... Or I'm sorry, i have taken your thunder away.
0: <laughs> I know you're taking my thunder away from my uh, from my from the game i recently playing. Played. Well, I'm gonna ask you then. What what game have you recently been playing, Seth?
1: So I uh, I've actually recently become into possession of a Vive HTC Vive, so I've been trying to play some uh, VR games, um, and with those VR games, I've uh, picked up Job Simulator. And yes, okay. That game is great i love it Uh, i think it's fun i i don't know if i'm gonna get more than like maybe three or four hours probably like three or four hours out of it Mm -hmm. but it is a great rendition of what you can do with vr um to talk about it to our listeners essentially you it's it's called job simulator uh you play in the future uh, the year is 2050, which is actually not too far out in the future, and yeah. the world is being run by robots. And you go to a museum of jobs; it's a job museum, and you use a cartridge, and you go back into this time period to pretend to be what it was like to have a job. Um, so these jobs are a 7-Eleven clerk, a office worker, a car mechanic, or a chef. And I have at least I've completed the office worker one and I've played the 7-Eleven worker and the well convenience store worker and the um, auto mechanic and they're fun. You get a little section where you can walk around and it's like your counter um, Mm -hmm. and you can walk around it because you have a room that's mapped out for your VR and you can interact with your pretty much everything. You can interact with like newspapers behind the counter, you can interact with the register, you can interact with drawers, shelves, you can open stuff, you can dump stuff out. Um, you can like there's a coffee maker when you're an office worker and you can grab everything, and it's very intuitive. It's just a really cool example. Like, if I bring somebody over to play VR for the first time, that's the game I'm gonna put them into to play. Um, it's great. Um, I do recommend, however, mm-hmm. that you, when playing VR, you should know your surroundings. Um, <laughs> is there a reason uh, there is, you're giving this recommendation? <laughs> there's a reason I give this recommendation. Um, I When I mapped out my room, in order to get myself a little bit more play area, I mapped out my closed door area, um, ah, okay. which is the area that's given to me because the door is closed. Uh, during the time of playing... Uh, the simulator game. I was playing the office version, and I went downstairs at one point in time, and then came mm-hmm. back upstairs. And when I came back upstairs, I put the VR headset, and I didn't close my door. And when I'm in the VR world, I forgot about the door. Oh. And so then I was uh, throwing around some uh, paper airplanes in the office, and I really wanted to see how far I could throw a paper airplane. And so I took my arm back to physically throw this paper airplane as hard as I could. And Mm. I threw my hand into the door as hard as I could. Cracking my hand and slamming my door, and it scared it scared me because I didn't even know I was facing the door. It and my hand hurt. It's it still hurts, and that happened uh, yesterday at the time of recording. <laughs> <laughs> it still hurts. My boss in real life thought it was hilarious. Uh, obviously, my brother thinks it's hilarious, and hopefully, oh, all my listeners think it's hilarious because who doesn't like stories of people violently throwing their hands into uh, a door so, ah, it's so yeah good. so that's my recently played it's uh it's a great game i recommend it if you have a vr uh headset um a vive or oculus i think it's on both of those uh and it will probably most definitely be on steam and Dex. um and it's a it's a good it's a good fun time so uh what about you what have you been uh recently been playing
0: Yeah, so um, I've recently been playing, I actually picked up a used PS3 from a Goodwill uh, that I found, and it worked, which was nice. Um, So I've been trying to play some games that are available for the PS3 that haven't been brought over to PS4 yet. Um, Just kind of some games that I missed. Uh, One game in particular that I decided to pick up um, was the 2006 Sonic the Hedgehog game, uh, which came out for the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 okay it was it was an anniversary game that they made it was supposed to be kind of like a reboot to the system um and it is also one of the lowest scored sonic games of all time (laughs) so (laughs) i i decided to pick it up because one it was not super expensive but two it was just one of those games that i just never had a chance to play when it was out and i kind of always wanted to play it even after i started to hear reviews about it and it is it is as bad, if not worse, than the reviews I have heard about it. It is a broken mess of a game that I don't think it made it past any form of playtest. Um, at least, if it did, the people who were playtesting it had never More played a video too. game before, and they just expected—they just expected that's what was supposed to happen. Some some of the fun glitches I've experienced so far um, are. Uh, collision detection glitches meaning um there are certain parts where you're like running the loop like you did in the classic games and this it's like in 3d it's really cool looking um and the moment you hit the ground sonic will just kind of like phase through the ground and then fall off the map and die um that's good there are some parts of the game where if you're on an incline and you stop moving sonic will just kind of stand still and there will be no gravity where he's standing oh uh the enemies are annoying and (laughs) that's not really a glitch they're just annoying what are some other things that happen tails who's following you during certain parts of the game will just vanish or die like you'll hear him off in the distance just shout (laughs) because he's like falling (laughs) off the map um if you stand on certain inclines as sonic your character will vibrate rapidly like he's kind of like entering the speed force um oh
1: like flash
0: yes um knuckles when he's clinging to walls if you try to jump off the wall he'll automatically just stick back onto the wall so you can't get off certain walls and you're just stuck there he's like spider-man Yeah, like Spider-Man. And then my absolute favorite one, which was a glitch I had heard about, so I decided I wanted to test it because I was like, this glitch can't be real. And if you climb on certain boxes and you do a spin move that Sonic does to uh, have an attack, then the box will just lift in the air like an elevator and you can spam the spin move so that you can just pick yourself up um, as high as the skybox in the game is. And there's no fall damage, so you can just jump (laughs) off (laughs) and just fall. Um, And it is... So broken this game, and I love it. <laughs> and I'm already love about a um, three quarters of the way through Sonic's <laughs> Sonic storyline. <laughs> so I'm gonna play through the whole game <laughs> as best as I can.
1: <laughs> as long well, as as much as the game will allow you to play through it. Yes, as, through as
0: much it. as the game will let me play through it. Which so far I haven't encountered anything that has um like soft locked or hard locked the game. So I've had to reset it yet. Um, there are things that can happen that can make that happen. I'm just very lucky that I have avoided them at this point.
1: Well, nice. Well, so we'll uh, we'll have to remember that. Um, I do feel that we we have, I feel like we're getting closer and cl- closer to our worst games that we've played pod uh, episode, as it were. I think so, too. Um, I think that we've got a, a few uh, interesting games. Uh, I at least have a couple that I have to mind that I think I've talked about uh, in XCOM Enforcers, one such classic game. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and now you have uh, this Sonic game, and there's a few others. So maybe we'll we'll start preparing that. Um, our uh, our next episode will be our tenth actual episode. This is our yeah. ninth episode, which is so we will be hitting the tenth episode and our 11th recording so we're, we're very excited to hit the double digits in the episode count um so but this this episode we're looking to talk about uh, a game called mist and yes um mo- more more also a cyan and their their catalog as it were all the all of the mists as it were um because there is a lot of mists um
0: yeah there's um like what I think eight games. One,
1: one, eight at least. I think.
0: Yeah, at least uh, eight or and, and nine games. Uh, <laughs> not, if you count not, Uru.
1: Yes, which is that, and that's two Urus, isn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah. Well, there, well, there's Uru, and then there's Mist. Uh, the Uru live Myst yes. online game. Yes, yeah, so. and we'll we'll get to
1: that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yes, yes, yes. um So the Mist um, is a game that was developed by Cyan Incorporated, who eventually became Cyan Worlds who did Abduction and Infirminant, both of those games we've talked about on our podcast. Um, and they were developed, uh, the game was developed by uh, the Miller Brothers, who are Rand and Robin. Um, and they released, they developed it and then uh, released Mist originally for the Macintosh back in 1993. Right. And there, um, post that, it was released uh, the following year, ninety four, for Windows three point one.
0: Yeah, um, and, and and subsequently, it was also released on pretty much every system known to man.
1: Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it, if there was a system, the uh, Scion Brothers put their game on it.
0: Yeah, it's almost like Doom in that regards. There's there's a version for everything from the uh, from Microsoft uh, is Windows. There to a the Atari Switch Dragon? version of Doom. There is a Switch version of Doom. It just came out. Um, <laughs> There's not a Switch version of of Mist yet. Not yet.
1: But yes. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I'm sure it's I'm sure it's there. There um, oh yeah,
0: actually it is. It's set to be released quarter 3. Perfect. It was supposed to be released quarter 3 of 2019.
1: So so it's coming it. it's coming soon. You'll see Mist yeah. on the Switch. <laughs> um, it actually was a surprise hit. The game be- was uh so it was released 9394. It was the best-selling PC game for a time um until uh sims uh came yeah. out in 2002 um which i think the sims also deserve their own little conversation but uh oh yeah missed um, actually helped change games from being released onto like floppy disks to cd-rom format mm. um you needed to have missed on cd-rom format where a majority of the games that were released at that time were on floppy disk or all oh, three and a half by that time not actual floppy flop what was that six and a quarter was the original right yeah f- like the floppy disks yeah, and then yeah there yeah. was the the um three and a half which was the more solid uh smaller disk and then uh cd-rom which missed help make video games onto cd-roms yeah um, the game was uh, originally. Uh, they So the Miller brothers wanted to make a game targeting children, but they eventually made Miss, which was targeting adults, which is funny because Zach and I played it when we were kids. So yes. that kind of goes to show you kind of the games that we grew up with. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then um, just to kind of go over into the world of it, at least, is that it's a. Um, it's essentially there's this book that brings you to allow you to travel to a special island and on that island you are a, trying to solve um, puzzles and able to travel to four other worlds known as ages and they reveal kind of like how everything ties back together um, in that world and there is um, these two brothers and which is funny that we're talking about it because we are two brothers. Um, <laughs> and it was created named, by two brothers. Uh, Sirius and Achenar. Hmm. And they are the sons of Atreus um, who wrote all the books. And Atreus hmm. in the game is actually um, played by uh, Rand Miller, who is a uh, the creator. So, yeah. who I actually ran into at um, one of the PAXs. And, oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> he's... Uh, when he was uh when he was uh trying to sell uh, uh abduction yeah so mist is it's a pretty iconic game uh zach do you have any uh memories of mist
0: so the 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 memory i have most about mist is that there's a couple of things um one is obviously the the opening shot of mist which is mm. you on the docks uh, oh yeah probably i mean I, I think that's not only one of the most like memorable shots just because it immediately throws you into what the world is that you're going into but it's also one that i've, I've seen referenced in parody before <laughs> i also i remember um kind of the atmosphere of mist being like at least because i when when you would play mist i was kind of the backseat driver brother mm, and, um right. you know, i would sit and watch you play um it always felt kind of almost scary to me because of how quiet everything was um you didn't really see anyone else in the game except for in the um when you opened the books um and there would be like video and stuff inside the books but you didn't see other people like walking around so it was like around this abandoned in this abandoned world and it was kind of uh haunting
1: yeah and i actually think that scion as a studio kind of always has that regardless of the game even abduction and i'm assuming firmament when it comes out they always have that type of haunting alone, where you're alone. You're trying to solve this puzzle, but if you get into that world, like in your head, then you, you do feel kind of isolated. Yeah. Um, and but but you you you'll most likely never run into somebody. Um, so that is the uh, yeah. I I so one of my things with mist um, is there were puzzles that had to be done in order to get to different worlds. And there was a rocket ship that had to take you to, uh, I believe it was a very mechanical world. And the rocket ship, in order for you to get to that mechanical world, you needed to um, solve a puzzle that involved these sounds. And it was like a, uh, like a piano and it was impossible it was very 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 difficult um i remember as a child i couldn't my like even my dad had trouble figuring it out and it was like (laughs) just very it was just it was rough um and so it was a very interesting uh it was a very interesting kind of trying to puzzle it and uh uh, fun fact, um, originally, in regards to music and stuff, mm-hmm. m- originally Mist didn't have any music because they thought that music would interfere with the gameplay. But then they realized that background music did not actually adversely affect the game, um, seeming that it helped you get you in the mood. So they ended up composing about 40 minutes of synthesized music that they put into it. And oh, that's uh, cool. it which they did over two weeks, yeah, <laughs> and then they released it as a uh um a soundtrack. So oh. they put in two weeks, they put they synthesized some iconic music that you can now hear if you go with Listen to Mist. That synthesized soundtrack was done in two weeks and kind of it'll uh, kind of thrown in. Um, yeah, definitely. Is it's a fun, it's a fun puzzler for sure
0: yeah it's definitely one of those games that you go into um if you if you want a game that's going to challenge you i mean even to this day i think mist is a challenging game um, oh yeah yeah it is um,
1: targeted for adults
0: yes which made it even more challenging considering that we were playing it as children yes um but even I, I think even even with growing up playing it to this day going back and playing it some of the puzzles were i mean very understandable why we were stumped by them
1: right right yeah and it's a it's a very um thinky game is like i like it uh sim- modern takes on the game uh, beyond just going beyond the Cyan catalog because obviously any modern take by scion is going to be kind of very similar to what their stuff is but like um the um there's a game called the witness which yes. is uh very similar in style to kind of uh what you're going to get and um, I even think some games kind of like um, uh, almost like not necessarily Portal, but there's a game that's uh, The Turing Test. Um, oh, okay. Yep, I've, I've heard of that game before. It's also kind of similar-ish in regards to being primarily a puzzler. Um, and that's what a lot of that um, Myst games, they have... Eh, there is a story um, mostly evolved around um, Atreus and his family. Um, mm. Whether it's... Um, in different there's different games you deal about with his wife and there's i think he has his daughter and he has his two sons and all that so there's they're a very troublesome family and they get into uh they get into trouble and uh um then uh, their their father gets involved and all sorts of um that it's just a that family just is up to no good but uh they're pretty much the the singular they you follow them through the amount of missed games that there are so yeah so that's mist do you have um anything else you want to No, i think the the game
0: that i tend to remember a little better than mist um just because of also doing the fact that it scared me as a child was riven, riven um,
1: the sequel to mist
0: yes better known as riven the sequel to mist <laughs> Um, which, which came out in 97 and is, um, does something kind of a little more unique than, um, with than mist where it adds in, um, FMV characters into the game. So not just you, you, it's not just like people that you see in the book, but every now and then you'll see people walking around like for a brief second in the background, Um, and I think the reason it used to scare me was because I think there was one scene in particular and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you like knock on a door, this little slot opens and a guy like looks at you and then he like slams the slot closed and that used to just freak me out as a child.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think there is. I think they did start really doing stuff like that. That what's funny is that actual that exact scene happens in Abduction. So <laughs> oh, okay. <That's laughs> if you funny. want some more, I guess if you're scared of people behind slots, yeah. um, I do believe there is somebody in Riven that is uh, uh, in the slot. I I love the box art of Riven though. Yes. Um, yeah. The that- the the riven the riven box art is um, awesome so it just says it's got riven in gold text up at the top underneath the sequel to mist and then there's just like this this tree that has um a bulb like a, a seed almost that's um, nestled in the, the and it's just like a stone tree. It's like a stone tree, and it's got like this big seed in the middle that's nestled in between the branches. Yeah. And the seeds got like lights, um, almost like little windows. And it almost could be like, it could be a place where people are living. It, it could be just like some weird, almost alien type of uh, construction. Um, Riven uh, was in fact also the best selling game of 1997. Uh, They sold uh, 1.5 million copies in one year and Robin after uh, Riven was released Robin left uh, uh, Cyan um, and to form his own uh, his own development studios and uh, leaving uh, Rand behind at Cyan um they've since i think reconciled um mm. and robin robin comes in and helps out with music and stuff with uh Rand now in scion worlds um but yeah so this is when they they broke with their uh, professional relationship um right. here after riven and riven the plot is a little bit different so you in and, and all these games you're playing this role called the stranger where you're the mm, protagonist right. and you're f- just by this time since you're now back right so it's kind of like chronicles of narnia you just keep going back to narnia yeah. except it's not filled with creatures it's empty desolate worlds full of puzzles right um, so you you play this you're you're known as the stranger and um you're the same person that you were in mist so now you're buddies with Atreus because you helped him do whatever he needed done in Mist. so now you're mm-hmm. friends and um he needs your help to in Riven to rescue his wife Catherine, um, who uh, is held hostage in Riven, which is an age similar to the other ages in Mist. Right. And um, Gen is her hostage holder, and Riven is slowly falling apart. So that's you're trying to. There's like this star fissure and riven's damaged and so you're trying to go through this world and um trying to rescue this person and it's just the riven is just it's just it's yeah it's falling apart it's kind of collapsing and you're you're trying to it so there's some sense of urgency with trying to beat the game uh, Riven is uh, a game that I did beat completely. Um, yeah. Finished. I did also beat Mist completely. Um, and it's what's interesting is that they... So the original Mist was developed by Cyan, and uh-huh. it was published by uh, Broderband. Um, yes, yes. Which eventually got purchased by The Learning Company. <laughs> yeah. Um, which did things... Uh, it, which did some fun games such as reader rabbit and <laughs> zoom, Boon, zoom boonies and stuff like that which yeah. are other some when we get in the fisher price games and carmen yeah San Diego broderbund, series.
0: broderbund was um i mean besides some of the um some more edu- edutainment edutainment games as you might call them they were also yep. just a they're a general software company i mean yes. they, they produced like print master and print shop and stuff like yep. that um
1: and, and uh eventually that that learning company um goes on to publish oregon trail from that's from right Mac. nice little uh, nice little uh, we'll, well well we're going to connect the dots even more as we progress Ooh. through mrs mist's history so we get to mist uh we get to riven the sequel to mist And Riven was, in fact, now um, still developed by Cyan, but was published by Red Orb Entertainment. Okay. Now, uh, Red Orb Entertainment published and developed some other games, um, including Prince of Persia 3D. Oh, yeah. Um, And there was another game that they may have published called Journeyman Project 3, Legacy of Time.
0: Oh, look at that everything and, everything comes into a loop and
1: it, and it will continue full circle even more as we go to mist 3 exile who was developed by presto studios not cyan right <laughs> and it was um so the previous games mr riven were produced by scion um and published by protobund where and or read um Red, um which, red orb um mm. but miss three exile miss three was developed by presto studios and published by ubisoft yes um, yeah yeah yeah. and you uh in miss three exile uh you once again become buddy of Atreus and uh you he Atreus <laughs> is apparently written in an age of for people to live which is the exile world and uh, there's a mysterious person who steals this book that he wrote this age for everyone to live in who are all exiled and um yes and they once because journeyman was so incredibly popular at the time um that's why mist uh, ended up that's why the creators of the Mist franchise gave the creation of the game to uh Presto Studios. Um and yeah, so the game uh begins 10 years after the events of Riven and um I did play very a little bit of this game. Um I haven't actually um gone through I don't think I haven't gone through it completely. Maybe I will. Um it was uh generally received positively they sold um just looks like by 2010 they sold 1.5 million copies
0: oh okay which,
1: which was um so because of its so big but but because the other two games had were the best selling games of the yeah. years and for a period of time so they sold more than 1.5 million copies um it was considered a commercial commercial disappointment for in yes, regards to yeah. sales. So it was uh so that was missed three, which came out in two thousand and one. Right. So okay. it, it took them what nine years to yeah. get to one point five million copies. Yeah, that's a little bit of a that's a, that's little, a, bit little, of a hike. little
0: disappointment. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a little bit of a hike there, and a little bit of a pro- disappointment for um miss three uh do you have any memories of uh miss three i don't think i ever
0: played miss three i don't i think i don't remember watching you play miss three
1: i we owned it we had the cd box i believe that we owned it (laughs) um it had like four million cds yeah um though oh yeah you remember it had million cds and i remember the box
0: i'm I'm looking at the box art now and like i can remember having
1: the box um in fact that um. So they that this series was very good at doing first. So the number the next game in the line, Mist Four Revelation, was the series to be initial was the first game in this Myst series to be released on DVD ROM.
0: Oh, um, cool!
1: And so there was one of the one of the first games to be out there on DVD. Um, and. Then Riven actually um, was released on five CDs, and then was eventually put on DVD. And so a lot of things, uh, same with Exile, and they all they all kind of got put back onto DVD later. Um, yeah. Once they're because they had a million CDs, and it was just easier for DVD. Um, so Mist Four Revelation. Uh, which was in 2004, uh, I don't actually have that familiarity with. Um, I don't think I actually, we owned nor played it. Um, it was developed and published completely by Ubisoft. Um, oh, okay. That's so it was the uh, Ubisoft Montreal, probably based on Presto. Well, I think by this time Presto kind of like, they're running their rough course by this time here. Yeah. Um, so revelation's plot, according to the uh wikipedia article um you uh, you're summoned by Atreus, who's your best friend uh, and <laughs> you he now wants to see if his son's imprisonments have reformed them, so you now go to each of their um their each of their prisons and attempt to recover. Yisha Atrius's daughter from the two brothers plots because the two brothers are incredibly um, They're very skeevy um, So then there is uh, So there's that plot I guess <laughs> and, um, M- Mattel Interactive still in the rights of the miss series development miss 4 was contracted out to dreamforge entertainment which were the developers of sanitarian And then Dreamforge was hired before Presto Studios developed Three Exiles. um, Used real-time graphics in two years in development, 20% complete when Ubisoft acquired the rights, canceled it, and restarted it from scratch. So they actually did some development for Myst 4, and then Ubisoft came in and just started everything from the beginning again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, from what I'm reading, um, the... The original plan for the development team was they wanted to use pre rendered graphics similar to the last three. Um, so, Miss One through Three all use pre rendered graphics, and then right. when you have people in the game that's using full motion video or FMV to superimpose those people into the pre rendered graphics. Um, and it seems that. Um, I guess they're developing Mist 4 with pre-rendered graphics, and the studio who was working on the game had never worked with pre-rendered graphics before. <laughs> so they had to hire a whole bunch of new people who were familiar with the field, and Ubisoft was like, no, 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 <laughs> we are not hiring this many people. Everyone get out, yeah. and they had to restart the game. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah. it was the last game in the series to use both pre-render backgrounds and full-motion videos, yes. with yeah. uh, the final game in the series, End of Ages, which we will be getting to momentarily, with a short segue yes. <laughs> to <laughs> something. Um, will uh, is rendered throughout. Um, so, after um... After Mist 4 Revelations, uh came a spin-off game called uru
0: yes ages uh, beyond mist
1: ages beyond mist um which so it is not it, it is it is mist canon mm-hmm. it is the 2003 game so it comes immediately after revelation um but it is taking place it departs from the traditional franchise and we go back to the developer scion worlds so now scion incorporated is now scion worlds um and the publisher is still ubisoft and um uru so the uru takes place where you can now customize your avatar and then Use your avatar to explore the abandoned city of the Dunny, which is the, the ancient races. And it's a puzzle-adventure game that takes place in the third-person view and uses real-time rendering versus first-person view and pre-rendered environments. And actually has multiplayer element, too, to it called Uru Live, um, which which was a way that you could play the game with other people um, we did own uru as well
0: yeah I, I kind of remember I don't think I i think I watched you play it maybe once or twice but I don't have a strong memory of it I actually own a copy of uru myself because it came with um, a collection of missed games at one point that I bought on Steam
1: oh I think I might own a uh, a decent collection of uh, missed games on Steam as well Um know as well I have to check that out um, so then they have missed missed uh, Uru ages beyond mist and then uh, there was a uh, multiplayer aspect to it um, and then they released an expansion pack to it eventually called uru complete chronicles um, which lead us to uh, the final game in mist um, when it comes to the the um, Mist series Mist 5 or Mist V. <laughs> Mist Exile would be Mist II and uh, Mist Revelation would be Mist IV and Mist V is uh End of Ages. Um it's a adventure game, an adventure game, uh, real time 3D graphics versus all the pre-rendered stuff in the previous uh Missed Games. Mm. Um, it, it was well received well by critics. Um, we go back to Scion Worlds developing it, published by Ubisoft. Uh, so they feel like perhaps the departure from Scion Worlds doing the development may have caused the game to have its little missteps, as it were. Yeah. Um, end of age. Steps. It's missed steps, as it were. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> missed f- 5 End of Ages. I think I was... Way too busy during this time playing Halo to play Mist. Um, <laughs> this is when this is during my competitive Halo time. So, ah, yes, right. 2005 right. was when I was uh, definitely doing very competitive Halo time, which I've talked about previously in um, one of our episodes. Mm. Um, and uh, so this this game, I I don't know if I even have any any familiarity with it as well. Um, you. Uh, Essentially, you t- it takes place in the present day, oh. whatever that may be, um, so sometime after two thousand and five, <laughs> sometime after Uru, ages beyond mist, and uh, you begin as you you get a letter from Atrus, who's you know your best friend, cool. and still kicking uh, around, who causes no, but he whenever he reaches out, there's always problems. Yeah. Um, and he uh is looking to he's an old man his sons and everybody everyone essentially everybody in his life is 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 gone and he's concerned about his daughter who's missing and so you have to go again and try and put together these uh these tablets to try and find uh Yisha his daughter Yisha. and Yisha and that and that is that is missed. That is missed. There was also missed
0: online, which came out in uh, two thousand and seven. But that's that was mostly just like an updated version
1: of, of, and, Uru. of Uru, Yeah, it was
0: <laughs> like more of the same. So <laughs> I don't think yes. it's worth going into. <laughs> um, two thousand
1: ten. It looks like it came out. There was a there was a twenty ten. So it was apparently discontinued on GameTap because that was a thing. Two thousand and eight. Yeah. And then it's now Silent Worlds. It came out in twenty ten. It is a uh, it's a MMO, Mist yeah. game. So if you're really into Mist and want to play a twenty year, a ten year old uh, MMO, then you can always look up Mist online. Yeah. In
0: fact, I am going to their website at the moment, and there's still an option to play it so there it is it is, is free, free too <laughs> yeah. yeah so if you want to yep. play a
1: free missed puzzling I game
0: just, i might just download and, this and explore <laughs> uh
1: it it takes place in fictitious caverns but below earth surfaces yeah. and uh you have to do things with books um I have so to, yeah
0: i i love playing bizarre and forgotten mmos so I'm, I'm definitely gonna send this to one of my friends for us to play Uh, (laughs) well
1: like what what is that um what's that 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 mmo that's actually really uh really popular warcraft no not warcraft um that it's like an older style it's it's definitely an old mmo runescape yeah yeah runescape (laughs) you play that right yes of course (laughs) course. classic. (laughs) Runescape classic playing it Um, right now
0: right now i'm not even doing the podcast i'm just playing runescape (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's not even that that's why people are like what what are these guys even what what are they even talking about i guess uh, if, if
0: we're gonna if we're gonna talk about mists there is one more that we can that we can briefly mention and this oh, is yes. an older title back from 1996 and that is called Pist, p-y-s-t <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh developed by a company called parotty like parrot Parity interactive who published a whole bunch of uh kind of like goofy parody um software arguably called games most of them are just kind of like click and see the funny thing that happens it's not really like a game that you <laughs> like play to solve um they also they did a, they did a star wars one called star warped they did a kind of a satire of windows 95 called like uh, i think it was like windows 90 wind blows 97 or something like that <laughs> that's funny uh yeah so in, in pissed is a um it's a parody of mist it takes place on the on the oh. island from mist um and what the plot of the game is that you have gone to the island and um you are seeing the result of everyone who's ever played mist who has gone to the island and left it littered in. Vandalized <laughs> because there's been millions of people who've played Mist and every one of them has gone to the island, so now it's a mess. Um, and it, it's you exploring this trashed version of the Mist Island and and meeting, um, not Atrus but King Mattress, uh, who is who
1: is in fact played by
0: John Goodman <laughs> in
1: in in an FMV, John in Goodman. an FMV,
0: John Goodman. Um, And it is one of his, (laughs) arguably one of his more interesting (laughs) roles that he's taken on.
1: (laughs) Yes, and there's a screenshot of him in a hot tub in the Love Cabin where he is shirtless. So if you ever want to experience shirtless John Goodman in the the Love Cabin in a hot tub, well, do we have a game for you? And that that is pissed. Um, Yes, P-Y-S-T. And they, yeah, they, it's, uh, they, but they came. It came out in '96, and and as we know, Mist came out in '94, and Riven came out in '97, and those were the best-selling games until 2002. That's so, right. So, well, so, so, I mean, Pissed isn't necessarily not targeting the right audience.
0: Oh no, I, I think I think at the time of its release, it was very, it was on the nose, and it was it was right for its time. Yeah, you know, it, exactly. It's definitely dated. Um, you know, I've watched a playthrough of it um, uh, of someone playing through um, a little bit of the game, and, and most of the humor is is par- is a parody of like '90s computer stuff and '90s video games and '90s culture. So yeah. if it's it's a very strange time capsule of that time period in the '90s of '90 mid '90s. So if you if you can find a way to boot it up, I have no clue if there's a modern way of playing it. Um, then have at that time capsule Um, right the the cover art is interesting enough to make mention of it's it is the island from mist but it is heavily industrialized looking where there are factories and stuff on it and it is surrounded by polluted water as a seagull uh takes a poop on the y in the in the word (laughs) p-y-s-t
1: and and it's got a great tagline four million people have trashed the island now it's your turn
0: yes Another another nice review on the cover is the best-selling CD game of all time is not the one is not this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so
1: what's uh, I think that's I think that that with with pissed I think that puts a put his fork into the mist talk. Um, so let's go on to the by weight pass segment and wrap up this podcast for our yeah listeners absolutely.
0: Here. So um, Seth, you went first for the games you've been playing. Do you want to go first for by weight pass?
1: Sure. Um. So um, a game that I'm interested, um, that I'm actually really excited about for uh, a game that's coming out is a game called Nebuchadnezzar, um, just just like the, the very long name of uh, ancient Mesopotamian ruler. Um, and the game is a uh, classic isometric city builder, a la Caesar, Pharaoh, Zeus... Um, and those games where you're you've got you're kind of fixed to four views, they're all the same tilt, and you draw streets, and you plop down land uh, houses, and you try to upgrade houses by trying to get the stupid market person to walk in front of the house with the right wine, and always runs out at the last second, and nobody gets upgraded, and then drags down the whole beauty of the neighborhood. Um, <laughs> so it's apparently uh, two guys putting this together. Um, and they, uh, they're very much modeling it after very traditional games. It looks like it's straight out of like the nineties, but it's a uh, release date of 2020. And, uh, it's got a full campaign. There's monument building. There's the whole city building tool play. I am stoked. I love city building games. Just looking at this makes me want to play, uh, Pharaoh or Zeus, which I have on Good Old Games, um, so I'm excited to get a fresh take on it. I don't know how they're going to do the gods because they changed how they do gods in every like Pharaoh was like text pop ups, Zeus was actual physical gods walking around. So it'll be interesting to see how they do the Mesopotamian gods. Um, but I am looking forward to this game, and I'm going to put it on a I'm going to put it on a buy. I'm very interested on it. Awesome.
0: Uh, Well, the game that I am excited for is um, a game called Sable, S-A-B-L-E. It is an indie adventure game coming out in, it says planned release date of 2020, so hopefully sometime this year. But uh, Sable is a game that's been described, at least by how the gameplay looks and how people who have done some early playthroughs of it, um, as very similar to Breath of the Wild, the Legend of Zelda game that came out for the Switch. The the one kind of difference is that Sable is set in this, what looks like a kind of post-apocalyptic future. Um, you play as this kind of lone traveler who who travels across this uh, desolated earth, um, exploring and discovering things. Um, you have a little like air speeder that you can fly around on yeah, the desert. and very
1: like uh, Jaku or whatever. whatever yeah, it kind of looks like, like Jakku from Star yeah, Wars. Jaku yeah, Jakku from Star Wars.
0: Um, and the, the 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 thing that really is drawing me toward the game is the art style, which is completely cell shaded and animated to look like, um, the art of the uh, French artist Mobius, who was a is an artist who does um a lot of very solid colors in the way he colors things, but he also draws a lot of kind of sci fi um imagery um and-, and mobius is best known for uh, a series of comic books that he did with um film director alejandro jodorowsky called the inkle which has a very similar art style to what sable looks like it's it's going for the very um very flat colors and also kind of a, a pastel um, shading to them so I-, I i'm definitely in a probably a by weight of sorts um i, I wanted i want to kind of see if the game is worth getting um for the gameplay as well as the visuals because i definitely don't want to just buy a game because it looks really pretty um but right now i'm probably leaning more toward a buy just because um just from the gameplay trailers alone it looks like it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of fun in terms of you know exploring and and checking out this world for what it has to offer
1: Yeah, I actually, um, I looked it up while you were talking, and uh, it looks, popular user-defined tags for this product include Indie, Adventure, Female Protagonist, and Open World, and for me, it says that similar games that I've played are Fallout 4 and Firewatch, which is kind of an interesting, unique combination of two games. Those are two
0: (laughs) very different games from (laughs) each other.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, well, no, they are two entirely different games. Fallout 4 being a post-apocalyptic uh, survival action game, and uh, Firewatch being a game where you watch fires from the that <laughs> tower <right>. with <laughs> the people from Mad Men talking to you. <laughs> you talking to Mad Men? Um, Firewatch is an amazing game. Um, so that's so yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah, that looks like a fun, yeah. f- stable, uh, fun game
0: yeah definitely a game i'm going to keep an eye out for again probably a buy weight um we'll see uh we'll see what it um how the early reviews at
1: least yeah who knows be maybe i'll buy gameplay. it gameplay uh and you can play yeah, mine
0: it 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 also gives me a lot of uh strong journey vibes um which yeah. uses kind of a similar art style um
1: not so, to be confused with the longest journey
0: not to be confused with the longest journey and also not to be confused with the band journey um <laughs> correct <laughs> that don't stop believing <laughs> which is a Correct.
1: <laughs> We have an email, classic gaming brothers at gmail. We have Facebook, classic gaming brothers. We have a podcast, CG Brothers Pod. Um we also have an Instagram, at Classic mean, Gaming Brothers. Do you Brothers. mean we have a
0: Twitter? You said we have a podcast, at CG Brothers. We, have, we do have a
1: podcast. We do have a podcast. We you do have a podcast. You'll get a podcast. A Twitter, at CG Brothers Pod. We have an Instagram, at Classic Gaming Brothers. We have a YouTube channel, at Classic Gaming Brothers. If you could subscribe, ring bells, do all the best, comment, share, like, engage. It's great. Helps us. Helps everybody. You know. Do whatever you want to do. Listen to our podcast. And uh, have fun. And that's what we're having. We're having fun. Um, uh, just as a heads up, um, we are looking to be doing a panel at Anime Boston this year. And we've, uh, we've applied. We'll see if they let us in. And then uh, we are also um, right now researching doing Retro World Con. So more about those cons as they come up. Uh, Zach and I will both be at PAX. Mm -hmm. um repping our thing so if you if you're gonna go to pax hit us up if you're gonna go to retro world hit us up if you're gonna go to anime boston hit us up and uh and there that that's that's all our plugging so like ring bells all that
0: that's right and as always don't play games like my brother
1: and don't play games like my brother i've been zach and i've been seth
0: and we have been the classic gaming brothers
1: very, very, very deliberate this time. Yes. And that's great. <laughs> well, you very know, deliberate. I figured thanks we're going to stick around for a longer episode. We're going to butts about but, at the very
0: end of it. You know, we
1: might as well. But but uh, I I I'm glad I. Thanks for sticking around with the long episode. I appreciate you dealing with zachary being weird and uh always let's uh, wrap it up
0: let's play that music
1: <laughs> play that <laughs> music
0: <laughs>
1: i don't even know what the exo sounds like anymore <laughs>